Welcome back to Cold Cuts. I'm Arya. And I'm Eric. And we're the medium-sized men. So, I was hit with a flash of inspiration. I was sitting on my ass today. As one does. As one does. Uh, waiting for you to come over for this. Mm-hmm. And I was just hit with a bolt of lightning of inspiration. <laughs> and it's based on two facts, I guess three facts, that I've known for a very long time. I just never put them together in this way. Well, I think that's kind of the definition <laughs> of inspiration, right? Connecting all the dots. Yeah, yeah. So here are the facts, first of all, and lay them out for you. Just let's, uh, judge, can we hear the facts of the case? Yes. So I know I know that, uh, you know, gotcha games? No. It's Gotcha is like the name of a mechanic where you're basically playing a slot machine for some kind of reward. So like in Fire Emblem Heroes, where you have to roll the dice to get to get characters, like that's Gotcha, right? Oh, it's like those RNG like boxes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's like the whole game loot, is structured loot. around this. It's not just loot boxes, oh, okay. right? It's not like in other games where they use it just for rewards. Like it's like the core thing that you're working towards is getting more currency to get more of whatever is in the gotcha. Usually it's characters. The the Japanese have figured this out ages ago, <laughs> uh, long before any Western game devs started doing it. Um, it and it's 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 just it's like it's like a sledgehammer of monetization, right? It makes obscene amounts of money because it costs absolutely nothing. The margins are huge. Right? Yeah. And I know that for a fact that the year after Fire Emblem Heroes came out, it came out in 2017, I think. And Fire Emblem is a game that has a series that has been running since 1989 or something, since sure. the 80s. Um, and it has 16 games. At the time, it was 15 games in the series. Um, they revealed that a year after it came out, it had made more money than the rest of the series combined. <laughs> okay. Like, that's what I'm talking about. The margins are so astronomical. Okay. So, Gotcha Games. So, that's... So, Gotcha Games, A, the first fact is that Gotcha Games make an incredible amount of money. Okay. Right? What percent of players do you think spend between, like, five and, like, I don't know, like, $50? That's probably, like, between five and 50, I'd say that's probably, like, a solid 40, 50%. Okay. So, it's a lot of fucking money. Right. But, but and then, there, of course, there's the whales, as what they're called. Um which are the people who just drop thousands of dollars. Right. And that's just like, you know, because of the gotcha, what it is basically playing a slot machine, that's really just taking advantage of gambling addictions. Yeah. Um, but my point is that it makes a fuck ton of money. Yeah. The second thing, I guess is, this is kind of two facts rolled into one, is that um, furries are... That was not the word wait, I wait, was wait, expecting let, to hear. Listen, furries <laughs> okay. are A, underserved by most media, right? Um, like there's not furry content just available unless you're going looking for it. Yeah, right? I, I sorry, I, I just made a face like very confused. Yes, and I, I, I wish people could see it. I was just like, <laughs> like honey, furries are underserved. Like I, I guess now of course it's because it's, you know it's a tiny amount of population. But you know, like if you're a furry, you need to go to specific furry places to get furry content, right? Isn't it the same with porn though? I mean, yeah, but like if you're like, let's say if like, you know, if you have normal vanilla tastes, then like you can, you know, there's like sex scenes in movies and stuff like like it's there. It's oh, part of the culture. It's, okay. it's, it's just in everyday life. Furry content. My point is that you need to go out of your way to find it. Right. Yeah. And what that means in reality is that um, like people who make art on the Internet take commissions. They make a fuck ton of money, even if they're not furries themselves. Oh, I've heard of this. They, they can make a lot of money just drawing commissions for furries, right? Yeah. Because they're just like... Some of us depraved. Mysteriously, mysteriously they're quite wealthy, apparently. <laughs> um, but, you know, because it's the kind of thing where, like, a, a fursuit costs, you know, a lot of money to make. 
right? The yeah. quality ones. It's like you know, it's a hand sewn. It's a, custom I mean, it's a fucking mascot. Body suit, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's one of those mascots. Anyway, suits. but those like, things cost a lot. And and furries will commission artists online with you know very very specific things, and they'll pay hundreds of dollars, right? And it's it's like a it's like a joke I see a lot among like artists on Twitter. Like they retweet this kind of stuff. They'll be like, you know, regular commissions. They're like arguing with me about details and like holding up on the payment. And they don't want to pay me, and then furries is like. I have $500 ready for you if you do this and it like, you know, I'll give it to them on time. And they'll be like, oh, here's an extra hundred bucks. Buy yourself something nice, like that kind of thing, right? They're very good clients. Yeah. And um, yeah, so those are the facts. And my my thought was somebody who oh makes God. a okay. furry themed gotcha game oh God. is going to be a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if, if someone's listening to this and they do that, I expect a 30% stake in the company. Yeah. Yeah, you should, you should fucking... Can you trademark that idea or something like that? There's got to be some intellectual property. I'm sure there here, is. Right? I'm going... To, uh, like, like I'm either going to make this app myself, even oh, though I'm not an God. artist and I, I'm not a programmer and I can't do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I... Like, whoever does this is going to be a billionaire. You really think so? I think I need a second to just, like sit with that <laughs> like is is it like just like a fighting game with furry characters well, that's the key point like the, like the mechanics of the game itself don't matter it can be anything gotcha games can be anything you know they can be rpgs they can be you know card games they can be just like visual novels they can they, you know something like genshin impact like yeah. that's basically an open world game with a huge world but like the characters you pay you play the uh, gotcha for them I, I guess it's just like because it sounds like you're making like a sex game it's well, it doesn't need to, porn, it, it can be right? like literally because like I'm thinking porn. of something like no, it doesn't need to be porn at all. I'm thinking something like, um, like okay, take like back to Fire Emblem Heroes example. There's a lot of characters in the game that are literally just there as waifu bait, as they're called in anime communities. Like they're gotcha, it's just there because it's a hot character and they know people are gonna like shell out for it, right? Um, and you think that would work with first, absolutely, absolutely. Because, because here's another fact that I didn't consider at first yeah. what are horny people? What are they? What in, in a capitalist perspective, what are horny people? They're good customers. Oh, <laughs> they're good fucking like, customers. Like, like, what are horny people? I, I don't know. Horny? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, it, I guess I'm also surprised this hasn't been done. I mean, there have been like, I mean, what is like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? That's like a that's like a furry. A lot thing, of people, right? a lot of furries, you know, they love Sonic. There was a furry awakening with Sonic or, or Zootopia, you know. The <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> or fucking, you oh know, my God. literally anything else with like animal and personified <laughs> Wait, animals as characters. This is actually so MLP. This is so crazy. So, <laughs> so I was on um, Instagram and I was mm -hmm. seeing this funny TikTok, and it's like it's like a J Cole song. It's like, mm -hmm. but she, like you say something, and it's like, and then and the song goes like, but like. But I'm front, you know, but I'm playing or something like uh -huh. that. So, you you know, it could be something dumb like, uh, like, yeah, like, uh, I'd help you out. Like, now they know I'm playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and then the caption, I don't think Judy Hopps is hot. And he goes like, but I'm playing. And I'm like, <laughs> but like, I didn't know that. I'm like, who the fuck is Judy Hopps? Mm -hmm. So I looked it up on Instagram and oh my God, the first like 500 accounts mm -hmm. is all like some pretty obscene like furry shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I regret my life choices mm. i wish i didn't see this well i, I guess that but makes sense that happened like two days ago so it's funny you bring it uh -huh, up right uh -huh. now so it, it's funny that i mean that's probably because like the search algorithm knows that the people who are searching for <clears throat> judy hops like three years after the movie came out are probably <laughs> looking for some certain judy hops content and everybody else is just hitting the crossfire <laughs> <laughs> the thing have is, you looked if there's anything similar out there right now i have not looked 
and I also wouldn't know if there was because I'm not a furry, but I haven't looked. Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, like I, just... have, I haven't seen anything like that, like, you know, as a non-furry. Right. I have not seen that. Well, I, I feel like you could just, like, go in the app store and, I mean, they have tags in the app store, right? Sure, So you yeah. go through, like, the anime tag and sure. you, you look for... And, I mean, like, the closest thing I can think of is that, like, cat girls are huge in, like, anime, right? Like, in fantasy stuff. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. But it's it's like, they're not furry. They're just like, it's like a regular looking anime girl, but with like cat ears and a tail, you know? Oh, is, I guess. I they're mean, not like, like, they're not like cat people <laughs> oh. in the way that furries are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Oh my God. Hold on. There's that one, the new Smash character. Oh, yes. What, what, what game is she from? Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles. Because I, because after she was released, I've never heard of this game. Mm-hmm. I looked a little bit into it. He's both Shulk. Oh, Xenoblade. Oh, oh, well, he's uh, from the first game. She's from the second one. Okay. Well, I because I guess I was reading about the second one. Yeah. I saw like donkeys, like you know. I mean that that's a game where you just go around as as donkey put it, collecting strippers. No, it, it, it's <laughs> fucked. It, it's literally <laughs> fucked. And you know what? What's really annoying about I was, like, it? Like looking at because, these characters, I'm like, dude, how can you put this on a kids game? Like seriously, like the first game was like a cult kit, um, and that's the game that Shulk is from. And the art style for that is really good, right? He looks very different. In Smash, at least, like he looks very different from Mithra and Pyra. Okay, and yeah. it's much more, uh, dis- it's much more noticeable if you actually played the original game because the art style of that game is its own thing. Gotcha. Um, and uh, the second game, you know, it, it got it got a cult following. It got it got you know popular with people who are into JRPGs, which yeah. is weaves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second game, the guy who did the art direction for the game, like the character designer, w- is an actual hentai artist. Oh, that's why they look like hentai characters. Okay, right. That's why well, that, that does a, that, and, that and of course, of course, lot. the fact that the the like the women wearing into like what they're wearing into battle is literally like a like a bikini or like booty shorts or whatever. It's like you know, there's a lore reason for it because oh. of some bullshit. Like it's porn. It's obviously fucking stupid. Um, Wait, so why did they hire like a hentai artist? Because that I mean that, that's like a thing um, in Japan. Uh, like like they're not there's less, I guess, like a stigma attached to it. Like, it's just a thing that you do to make money. There's some really big names, too. Like, the creator of Ghost in the Shell. Okay. The original yeah. manga. Yeah. After he made a ton of money off of Ghost in the Shell getting popular, he he makes hentai now. Oh. I, I guess, like, the studio isn't mad. I guess that, that's where I was coming from. Oh. It's like, don't hire a hentai artist if you don't want your characters to look like they came from a hentai artist. Right, But right. I guess but, they don't care, so uh, there's no problem, actually. I, I have a huge problem with, like, like just generally anime and anime adjacent fan spaces being super misogynistic and this doesn't like this doesn't help um <laughs> no. i got called on on the reddit thread making threads about like telling people to stop being horny bastards like on in public basically for this character like yeah because all the response was just about booba you know oh, okay. um because people were saying you know you're acting puritan if you don't want people to to like express sexuality i'm like it's not about expressing sexuality it's about like it's about just having basic maturity. You know, you don't need to react like a horny teenager every time you see a woman because like, She's you know, hot. well, because like, you know, it alienates women who are actually in this, in the community. Right. Yeah. Like if every time the, the fan base sees a woman, they act like horny teenagers, then actual women are not going to want to associate with these people. Right. Yeah. Um, and I got called a sexually repressed incel because of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some guy just came at me. Like, wow. <laughs> That dude has never gotten laid before. No, I mean, <laughs> that dude I mean, has never gotten laid Remember before. what I said a few weeks ago? Like, oh, this, this is, is what I think about like like when most people online that are saying stupid shit are kids. Yeah, this, this is what I'm thinking he's of. He's probably like like 15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I remember why I brought it up. There's a cat girl. There's a there's a oh, couple probably. Yeah. 
but that's an actual it's not a it's not a girl wearing like cat costume it's like an actual like half cat half human mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. um so i guess my question is is that furry well, or is that well, I, not I, I, is it is does the person like, still look like a person yeah they just have ears a tail and like paws but like if you remove those things it's like it looks like a normal anime girl yeah then that's not furry stuff. Oh, okay. Okay, because like I'm learning so much. Today. Like, like the furries, you know, they'll go for that because that's the best they can get in a mainstream thing. Okay, right? okay. But like, I'm talking about like, like the the Khajiit in Skyrim. Yeah, they are fully cat. Yeah, you know, they're Ooh, just bipedal. Gotcha. That's what I mean. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's so weird too because they're like petting this this girl, and it's just like it's this just, is it's, this it's, is it's so cr- weird, it's, man. It's I hate using this word, but it's cringe. Yeah, it's crazy. It really like is. I don't want to associate with this. I don't want to play this game in my living room and have my mom walk in. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, yeah, your mom walks in, and you like turn it off. Like, what were you doing? Uh, like, how can oh, I explain that to d- someone who's that much of a normie? Yeah, you know, it's just, just like d- drugs. Mom's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Black tar heroin. It's, you know, just, <laughs> easier to explain. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have that issue with um, not just video games sometimes, but like anime too, where you'll have. Um, like a normal show, otherwise a co- totally normal show, and then you'll get introduced to like in any other context unacceptable shit. <laughs> like, um, and this this is especially when you start getting into a little bit more into anime past the stuff that's like mainstream, and I mean like just a little bit. You know, yeah. if you go just a little bit into like the I less just, popular anime, you start getting into this. Shit. I like the word that you used, unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, like that's the only way I can explain it. Like, like I'm talking about like, like you know. What would any in any other context be called pedophilia? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, or or just like unex- It usually has to do with you know consent in mm-hmm. general. Yeah, um, sketchy. Even even in stuff that's popular, you'd have like you know the the comic relief like sexual harassing character. You know, yeah, <laughs> like that's common. That actually does remind me as well. Um, Snyder cut of Justice League just came out, and I saw it with my friends. Um, I mean, I didn't go to the theater, but like we watched it on streaming together. Um, because what happened with the original, as you know, is that we left the project and then they brought in Joss Whedon, um, to, you know, complete it. And, you know, their styles are so radically different that the whole movie was just totally dissonant and it sucked. Right. Right. Um, but one of the reasons why the actors were supporting this is because compared to Joss Whedon, he was way better to work with one guy. Oh, was Joss Whedon a dick? Well, okay. There's two things. Well, first of all, we knew that, um. Okay. He made Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what made him famous in the first place. Uh-huh. And that was considered a you know, pretty feminist show for its time because of the all-female leading cast. Um, but like Michelle Trackenberg, um, who played one of the main characters on that show, said that when she was on that show, there was an incident that she didn't want to talk about. But because of that incident, he was not allowed. She was 15 at the time, by the way. Oh, she was not allowed in a room alone with him. Wow. After that incident, right? Um, and she had never... Nobody off the set... Like, this was... Everyone on the set on the show knew it, but like... It wasn't public knowledge at all. Gotcha. Um, and but uh, Ray Fisher, the guy who played Cyborg in Justice League, mm-hmm. basically said that Joss Whedon create like you know would make like racial comments toward him and like create a comfortable environment. uncomfortable environment on the set. And like when Ray Fisher tried to speak out about this, he lost his job. Wow! Like they fired him from Warner Brothers, right? Because he was supposed to be in the other DC movies yeah. as Cyborg. Wow, that's um, fucked up. But um, yeah, the whole the, the thing because I learned very recently that Joss Whedon was like a you know. A sexual harasser oh, like, <laughs> and yeah. you know people would sweep it under the rug because he had this reputation from buffy that, that's like, so crazy you know, like he made one good thing and now he's untouchable well also he was well he was he, he made a lot of stuff after that too but, yeah, but that was the was, thing that made him right um, but like i mean i don't okay yeah he directed a bunch of the marvel movies like the first oh. two avengers movies he made 
Oh, that he directed, was him? yeah. Okay. Um, but he like you know that like that Marvel style, the quippy like yeah. action interspersed with like jokes thing. Like he, that's his style. Oh, like, that's him, right? Okay, because that, that's like that's what Buffy was like. He made um Firefly. Okay, okay. You know? so these okay, so it was it, it, it's it's like it's like he had a lot of nerd credentials. It wasn't just Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Still, that, that because these are sucks. all like cult hit shows, and they haven't know? rehired um what's a guy named Cyborg? They haven't rehired. I don't know him. what the situation with him is. Um, that's because after he he lost his job, he went like scorched earth on them. Like he went. Yeah, I'd be fucking pissed too. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I mean, because like Zack Snyder doesn't seem like a chill guy. Well, he's either. a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he made Sucker Punch. Which was just a horrible movie yeah. from a feminist lens, right? I mean, like, I think just, that just movie just sucked. Movie. Too. I mean, it sucked regardless. It just sucked. But like, from if you give it a feminist reading, it's 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 horrible. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like his first major movie. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't even like think of it. Like, I didn't understand the story. There's just these girls fighting like like monsters and. I don't know. Yeah, um, it, it's like one of those things. That the story is multi-layered, but each level of the story is misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> and then three hundred, of course, is based on a Frank Miller comic, and Frank Miller is a fascist. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Straight who he up, is. he well, he he he's like a famous comics artist because he made um the Dark Knight Returns, um like the original one from the eighties. He's a fascist. Well, at, something broke in his brain after nine eleven. Oh, and like, and that's when he wrote three hundred. Oh yeah, and uh, also, I mean, the version of Batman he wrote was pretty was pretty fascist, but like you know, people overlooked that at the time because like it was good. The Dark Knight Returns, which one is that? that? Was Bruce Wayne is retired, Batman's retired, yeah, and uh, he comes back because like Gotham City is falling into like a cesspool of crime. Oh, um, wait, is that the one where he has to fight Superman? That's where he fights Superman the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. okay. a lot of the, so like the Nolan Batman movies and like the Snyder Batman, not- t- they pull heavily from that version of Batman. Okay, right? okay. Um, and you know the iconic thing of him like on the building with the lightning bolt behind him. No, um, they they did that. I remember in BVS, there's like a there's like a shot that is exactly that. It's like an homage to that. Oh, okay. Where like a lot of stuff. I remember you know that scene where he where he pulls where he breaks through a wall and pulls in the guy from behind. Like I, I remember that from him. the movie. Yeah, yeah. Batman like that's from that's Superman. from Dark Knight okay, Returns. Okay. Um, um, I did not know he was a fascist. My it's point a- was that the 300 was just like basically a piece of. 9-11 propaganda oh really um, I, I don't i guess i don't really understand how that ties in because like isn't 300 like you know based on like a historical event i know it's like drama well, and all that stuff well the but. way the persians are depicted is not is not good in that's my true. opinion that's tr- no i mean it's not and, and i mean the, the the justification in the story is that oh this is told from the perspective story told from the perspective of like a greek foot soldier and you know so they're going to be demonized it's still fucked in my opinion i guess like i don't know i never like i don't know i i never like thought of that movie as like greeks versus persians if that really makes any sense <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of like, about slow-mo shots of very muscular man that's what i'm saying like yeah. I, I, you know so I, I see what you're saying now but i, I maybe i just missed well my, my, my point is that the main thing is that like the the greeks are are in that movie the spartans are like hyper 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 masculinized yeah. right they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're shirtless they're fucking jacked like they're you know they're warriors well, they're from a warrior culture they don't they don't take any bullshit and they, they look the, like male strippers right they look like enough. strippers right <laughs> they, and you know they have a lot of homoerotic tension with each other but like that's what happens when conservatives make like really masculine stuff and yeah. like the men are too <laughs> a little too manly um but like the persians are like you know First of all, like the foot soldiers are just like you know they're covered in like turbans and shit, like well, like they're wearing, generic. They're shit, wearing right? masks, masks because it's like I guess yeah, and it's, and it's like you know the King Darius is like he's a god king. He's right? like he's like 
you know, like he, he looks oh, very effeminate, makeup right? Yeah, Met, yeah. Makeup and piercings and stuff. Um, and yeah, he yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. People, people take the wrong thing from that movie, which, you know, you need to remember they got their asses beat. The Greeks and well, you know I'm just a little salty <laughs> that people don't really remember that <laughs> well they held off for as long as they needed to they still got their asses beat yeah, you know it doesn't yeah, matter if yeah. I got if you got your ass beat tomorrow or next week <laughs> you still got your ass beat <laughs> I've only ever watched that movie for like that like one famous like sequence where it's like it's literally it looks like comic book panels as he like mm-hmm. runs through the Persians and mm-hmm. he's like because like, it, it was literally comic book panels yeah um, yeah I mean if that's if there's one thing he can do well it's recreate like that style of like the comic book panel look which he did in Watchmen and 300 but like also you know his Watchmen adaptation was basically taking it was pretty accurate except all the parts of Watchmen that were supposed to be like repugnant to the viewer were kind of like stylized and made cool in the movie you know like a lot of people identify with Rorschach because how he is in that movie but he's supposed to be like a total piece of shit I mean you're not supposed to like yeah, but like you know, tons but they, of people. They just you, like the fact that he like wins and beats people up. Well, well, yeah, he's like he, but he, like the stuff he says is completely unhinged, right? Oh, like the whole point, like it's much clearer in the comic that he's like he's crazy. That this guy is fucking insane. He's, he's right? literally he's yeah. insane. And he's like he's like a religious conservative who like you know hates the gays and stuff, and like that's just glossed over in the movie, and oh, he's I just like cool, that. right? Or like you know all the fight scenes in the comic in Watchmen are supposed to be like really fucking brutal to the point where it's not enjoyable but oh. like in the movie they're like they tone it down a little bit no 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 they make the action scenes like cool they're like they're, they're like a regular superhero movie action scene where yeah. like he's beating the shit out of tons of people but oh, in, oh, that's you know, what in i mean the, by tone it down because it's, it's enjoyable right well, yeah i guess yeah you're right um there's another scene where um where one of the characters gets raped and like in the movie and like in the in the comic it's fucking terrible. Yeah. In the movie, it's like zooming in on her thighs and stuff. And it's just uh, like, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing with like the Punisher too, right? You're not supposed to like want to be him. And it's like that whole problem with mm. cops trying to do it. And, it's and, like, and you know, the, the writers of the, the, the writer, the, the creator of the character said like, you know, if you're a cop who idolizes the Punisher, you would be on his shit list. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know that meme of, I think it's originally for cyberpunk as a genre. And it's like a dude in a trench coat with like a visor and like a like a laser gun i think so shooting yeah. shooting over the head of another dude and the, sh- the stuff coming out of the gun is like all the themes of the cyberpunk genre mm-hmm. and then the dude that he's shooting over is just looking in a straight line at the dude in the trench coat and saying wow cool future like, like they're missing <laughs> all the actual important stuff and okay. just looking at it yeah. aesthetically yeah that's like, pretty much I, what's I mean, like, like my view is that most people are too dumb to actually understand the media that they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That could be a good trend. That's a hot take. That's a good transition to hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. We just went through all the examples. Uh, there's not much more I can say about it. Uh, not all the examples, obviously. Well, but we just went, I'm saying like off the top of the head, not even doing it on purpose. We went through so many examples of where like, it's a, uh, oh God, what is the word? Like, yeah. I mean, they, people literally take the exact opposite conclusion mm-hmm. from what they're supposed to be watching. The creator of Watchmen said this, um, Alan Moore, he said like when he's at cons, this is way before the Watchmen movie, because uh-huh. Watchmen was a super influential comic book. Uh, you know, he said when he's at cons and like panels and stuff and fans come up to him and say that, oh, like I love the Rorschach. Like I love Watchmen. Rorschach's my favorite character. I've never identified so much with the character. He's like, if you Ooh. identify with Rorschach, I don't want, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's interesting too because okay well it's one thing to like i mean you're allowed to rorschach's allowed to be your favorite character right because it's he's you know because of, sure you, it's yeah a, you, you, character. a character doesn't need to be a good a good person to be a good character yeah but i understand what he's saying he doesn't want to identify him but what does that say about him as the creator of that character like he has <laughs> to identify with rorschach on a certain level otherwise right not necessarily no well i mean like rorschach came from his mind <laughs> that doesn't mean to identify with what the character believes Okay, but you had to, like... No, it doesn't. But you had to, like, you know, to some degree, like, be a method writer and be like, what would Rorschach do in this situation, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, like, you could... But, but I think I think that's the kind of thing where, like, an actor, you know, they they do that kind of thing for their job. But it's not, like, when they're not on set, they're not doing yeah, that. No, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, like, Rorschach is, you know, came from his mind, so... Yeah. Ah, maybe you know. Maybe you should you should think about that. Interesting thing about about Rorschach and all the characters in Watchmen actually is that they were originally supposed to be DC characters. Rorschach was supposed to be the question, who was you know he's like a no name character, yeah, but he was in the, the, the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, that he had a role in that. Um, but like all those characters were supposed to be lesser known DC characters because like you know Watchmen it doesn't portray these as heroes. You know no. they're not like the whole point is that like if heroes were were real it would suck. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> And, you know, DC said at the last minute, you know, change the characters, change the costumes, because we we're not sure if we want to take these characters out of the vault soon. So yeah. we don't want this to, like, affect that. Um, but basically, you know, the, the Rorschach is basically his reinterpretation of the question. Yeah. And, you know, this kind of has me thinking, like, I go again, going back to, like, the theme of your hot take. Um, I wonder if, like, this happens more often with superheroes just because, um, well, like, the themes are just, like, more blatantly kind of like not ham-fisted right but like you kind of they're kind like, of like I mean, their characters wear who they are in their sleep right quite literally i mean these this is media made so that like kids can understand it and it's also know? but it's also like the audience of people who like comic books you know like you know maybe younger maybe just less mature people in general uh just like misinterpreting things because what, what i'm getting to is like all like you know you see that again like you know using the word cringe here like people mm -hmm. empathizing with like the joker they want to be the joker mm -hmm. and stuff like that and it's like dude like like no <laughs> like, why would you want to do that <laughs> like you're not cool because you think the joker is cool and you know you know i mean it's a whole yeah, fucking yeah. thing i mean uh, i think uh i think there is a problem this is a problem as well with anime in general but i see it with mc like mcu fans i say because like mcu is the biggest one but i mean like superhero movie fans in general there is a uh, a significant subset of the fandom that like doesn't watch other movies that like only watches like superhero movies yeah right yeah like they don't have another point of reference for like what is good writing or what is good acting or what is good special effects i mean in a bigger note maybe like the most misinterpreted media is the bible right <laughs> Oh yeah, like, the, like religion in <laughs> yeah. general, right? Um, that's I, I think that's different though because there is like an active, a very powerful uh, body behind. Yeah, that's a good point. Like like that tries, I guess, like that pushes the misinterpretation. You know, <laughs> um, it's yeah. not it's not like like DC is is putting advertising money into making people misunderstand the Joker. Well, actually, so I've been doing some digging. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, no, like Marvel's like like sending like free Punisher stickers to police stations yeah. across the country as like free advertising. Actually, it's a Russian uh, undercover. Um, it's a Russian psyop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Move on to my hot take. Yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah. Give you some time to talk. Oh, all right. <laughs> but my hot take is they should bring Prohibition back. 
What? <laughs> and what? And, <laughs> says the man who <laughs> yeah, very so, recently So so two days ago, um we got a little rowdy mm. and um There were some some chairs being thrown. There were chairs being thrown from the balcony, bottles being thrown from the balcony. Um, splinters ending up in my hand somehow. I, I couldn't explain that to you. I actually mm-hmm. don't know how that happened. Probably because you were, you were and face I down myself. in the dirt. And I poisoned in myself. The <laughs> um, and uh, through uh, my extensive years of detective work and uh, problem solving and uh, deductive abilities, I believe it was the moonshine. Hmm. And interesting theory. <laughs> and and yes, <laughs> we were drinking moonshine. <laughs> Um, now, none of us planned on drinking moonshine. I had never the had moonshine, moonshine was before. thrust upon us. Yes. Um, like any good story, none of it was planned. Of course. <laughs> um, I had never drank moonshine before. And um, just like in the eras of prohibition, I quickly learned uh, why they banned it. <laughs> <laughs> it is the devil's water. Well, well moonshine was what? was what they made during pro- prohibition because everything else was banned. Hey, let's not get into semantics, okay? I'm trying to trying to Well, well story my point here. is that this was this was the best they could do. <laughs> this was this was the last like they weren't drinking this shit until everything else was banned. Yeah. Or like everything was banned, but this is what they could make. And the moonshine they were making was in bathtubs and also contained dangerous amounts of methanol which could make you go blind if not just straight up kill you. So, uh yeah, a little bit of chemistry for you there. Pretty, so, so you easy. were throwing up until when? So, I mean, the next day, like late into the next day. Yeah, right? pretty late into the next day. Um, and I don't know why, because like relatively speaking, like again, I don't feel like I drank that much. I actually have a theory now. Uh, I, I mean, I'm no doctor, but I mean, I actually think the moonshine. Um, because you know different chemical composition you know it's made different you know i'm built different built you know different. what i'm saying <laughs> you know normally when you drink things you know you drink it to your mouth it goes down your throat it goes into your stomach passes through your liver then it goes into your bloodstream I, i'm very curious what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> i actually think you know because it's moonshine and it probably has some like I mean, why do they call it moonshine, right? It probably has some, like, ethereal some, properties some magical, to it. you know, I, stuff going I on here. I think it skipped my liver and went straight into my bloodstream. Oh, I see. <laughs> causing me to immediately die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, you're right, because there was, like, a 30, there was, like, a 30, what, 20-minute, 30-minute time difference here? Yeah, it was, like, a Thanos snap. I just, boom, I was out. <laughs> I was out. <laughs> you know, one thing we're discussing going on a walk and the next thing you're just in, you're on the ground. Oh, I don't even remember that. You don't yeah. remember that. Going back to my main point, they should bring back prohibition because clearly we can't trust ourselves. We are, we are, um, we are um, hedonistic animals, mm-hmm. um, and the only way to um, set us straight is to uh, lock us down. So your argument for prohibition is, I can't that. control myself, <laughs> <laughs> and they banned moonshine for a reason. I think I can say. With confidence. That is the hottest take we have had on this show since its inception. We should bring back Prohibition. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Especially, and you know what? I actually think this is kind of a, because you know how um, in English class they say like a who's saying, like, you know, whatever they're saying uh, adds weight to their words. Yes. You know, as a person who is reckless and drinks a lot, I think my my words have more weight because... Really? If some like... um, pocket protector ass you know scotch tape on their glasses you know person who like 
some fucking nerd. Some fucking nerd <laughs> who likes to like who likes to drink responsibly. Uh, or no, probably doesn't even drink at all. He, oh yeah, is, you know their idea of a good time is like, uh, fuck, I don't know, like cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if someone like that said, "Oh, we should bring back pro- prohibition," you'd be like, well, "Of course you'd say that." You yeah, know? yeah, of course. And yeah, it would be immediately disregarded. Exactly. So the fact that someone who has some weight to their words is saying it, you know, okay, me in the scenario, well, maybe we should consider it. I think we've had enough. Yeah. We're the medium-sized men. I'm Eric. I'm Aria. And you're listening to Cold Cuts. Catch you next time. See ya.